Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. I greet you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. After four years, As a graduate student at McMaster, I finally had the opportunity to teach my own course. It was a dream of mine for almost 10 years to teach a university course, and so I was thrilled that I was finally getting the chance to do just that. But it was incredibly ironic that the first course I was given to teach was a course called Death and Dying in the Western Experience. Ironic, because as my wife Kyle would tell you, I get incredibly uncomfortable when the subject of death comes up in our relationship. She, on the other hand, is much more open, much more comfortable talking about death, so when the subject of death comes up, I would immediately clam up and shut down. If I'm honest, I've always had a fear of death, and as long as I can remember, I would always do just about anything to avoid talking about it. So she found it quite hilarious that I, of all people, would be responsible for standing up in a room full of 100 undergraduate students and talking about death twice a week for an entire semester. That I would be responsible for selecting readings on the subject of death and giving assignments asking students to write about death. There was a part of me that didn't think I would even be able to do it. But actually, as I prepared for my course, I realized that my experience was far from unique. People who live in our modern society, especially those with some level of affluence, are often insulated from the experience of death. Thanks in large part to the advances in modern medicine, among other scientific and technological developments, death is no longer something that we encounter in our day-to-day lives all that much. And when we do encounter death, we encounter it as a surprise. We view it as an aberration. This is what has led some to describe our culture as a culture of death avoidance. We banish death from our field of vision as much as possible, and we often try to ignore the reality of death altogether. Death has become a taboo subject in our culture. We don't talk about death. We try not to even think about death because to do so would be to shatter our constructed illusions of immortality. The problem of course, is that neither medicine nor technology has granted us immortality. And many of us in the modern West are simply unequipped to deal with death when it comes roaring back into our collective consciousness, as it has since our world was turned upside down in March of 2020. Over these past 20 months, not only have we suffered through a devastating pandemic, 
a pandemic that has killed millions, thousands per day. But our culture, our society, has been confronted by the thousands of unmarked graves at former residential schools across Canada. Despite our best efforts as a society to banish death from our field of vision, to avoid its presence altogether, it does seem as though death has come roaring back into our collective consciousness this year and last. But the Christian gospel has always offered an alternative to death avoidance. And the Christian church has always offered resources for making sense of the experience of death. We gather tonight in person and virtually to celebrate All Souls Day, also known in our Anglican tradition as the commemoration of the faithful departed. This festival has deep roots in the, history of its, in the history of the church. Its origins can be traced back to European monasteries a thousand years ago, but it was largely abandoned in the Anglican Church after the English Reformation. There were some attempts to revive All Souls Day in the 19th century, but it wasn't until World War I and World War II that celebrating All Souls Day became common practice in the Anglican Church. At a time so marked by death, All Souls Day must have held particular resonance. And so perhaps it does for us today as well. All Souls Day offers us an opportunity to confront death, which is countercultural in a society so characterized by death avoidance. On All Souls Day, we grieve those whom we've lost, we remember them, and we mourn their absence from us here and now. But as our white stoles today indicate, All Souls Day is also a time when we proclaim our faith in the one who has overcome and defeated death, the one who calls himself the resurrection and the life. In today's gospel, Martha confronts Jesus about the death of her brother, Lazarus. Jesus had been informed about Lazarus's illness, but by the time he arrived, Lazarus had already died. Martha went out to meet Jesus and quite boldly tells him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Even as Martha expressed her disappointment that Jesus didn't arrive in time, she still communicates her profound confidence in the power of Jesus and his connection to God. Jesus, in response, tells Martha that her brother will rise again, but Martha doesn't seem to understand that Jesus intends to raise Lazarus in just a few minutes. And perhaps Jesus was intentionally vague, but either way, she responds by saying, I know that Lazarus will rise at the resurrection on the last day. What she's alluding to by saying this is the very common ancient Jewish expectation, which we read about in places like Daniel chapter 12 and elsewhere, that the dead would rise again at the end of time. 
that in the words of Daniel chapter 12, those who sleep in the dust of the earth will rise again. But what Jesus is asking her to do is not to put her faith in some far-off event at the end of history. What she's asking her to do is put her faith in him, the one who is standing before her here and now. Jesus tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. What Jesus is saying to Martha, and by extension, what he's saying to us, is that death no longer has any power over our lives. As one writer has put it, the power of death to separate people from God is reduced to nothing by the presence of the power of God in Jesus. Jesus destroys the power of death and invites us to share in his own resurrection and life. But you'll notice, Jesus says all this to Martha while her brother Lazarus is still in the grave. It would be one thing if Jesus had raised Lazarus and then proclaimed himself the resurrection and the life. But Lazarus is still in the grave. He still stinks with the stench of death when Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life, and then asks her, do you believe this? Martha has to answer the question before she has the chance to see her brother Lazarus emerge from the tomb wrapped in his own burial cloth. How much easier would it be for Martha to answer that question after Jesus had raised Lazarus? But Jesus doesn't give her that opportunity. He asks her whether she believes now before she sees what is to come. And I stress that point because isn't that our own predicament? Jesus comes to us and says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And the question he poses to us is the same question he poses to Martha. Do you believe this? Jesus invites us to believe, to have faith, to put our trust not in some far-off event at the end of history, but in him, to believe that Jesus is the source of resurrection and life, that Jesus has power over death, that nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God. Now, to end where I began, our own culture of death avoidance in the modern West is motivated by a profound fear of death. We have to work incredibly hard to keep death out of our field of vision and our illusions of immortality leave us unequipped to handle death when it inevitably comes knocking at our door. The Christian response to death, on the other hand, is not one of death avoidance. We acknowledge the reality of death even as we confess our belief in Christ who overcame death by the power of his resurrection. We still grieve, we still mourn, we still remember the dead and console the living, and we still resist and rebel against those forces of death that kill and destroy and rob the lives of innocents. But we need not fear death, 
death holds no power over those who believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral. Our original theme and audio engineering are done by Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.